Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Welcome to It's Become a Whole Thing, a podcast that takes a highbrow look at the lowbrow trash we love. I'm your host, Emily Rose, and each week we'll tap into the cultural zeitgeist by looking at the best and worst moments of TV history. Because here, we contain multitudes and read between the lines. Join me. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast, where we recap the best and worst moments in TV history. I'm your host, Emily Rose, and how are you doing, my sweet trolls? Um, sweet babes, how are you doing? How is it going today, this week? How are you feeling? What are you grateful for? Um, I do come on here talking uh, a big talk about troll life and peddling my negativity journal, but it's also important to be grateful. <laughs> I've been describing the book that I have coming out as the anti-gratitude journal, but I'm really thinking that I need to market it as a companion to the gratitude journal because it's important to have both um, at the risk of repeating myself. You know, we do contain multitudes. Um, and I think it's important to wake up and be allowed to metaphorically yell into a pillow if that's what you need to do or remind yourself what you're grateful of. Um, and ironically, actually promoting this book has made me feel more grateful. I think just because the more that I talk about it, the more I have people relating to the sentiment and relating to how awful toxic positivity has made them feel and just feeling some relief that it's not just them. It's actually making me feel a lot more positive and connected. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty excited. It's as of now, it's coming out in about a month. And I've learned a lot about the process. Um, I also got I got really humbled by it recently. Um, so the people of Simon Schuster have been nothing but fantastic. Um, nothing but incredibly patient with me, like saintly levels of patient. I mean, when I have like a creative project, like with this podcast, I'll make little changes at like 11 p.m. on a Saturday because I just have an idea and I need to change it instantly. And for the book, I'm part of this bigger team. Like there's many people that are involved and then I'm here trying to like steamroller through and get every little, um, every little idea that I have, uh, 
imposed immediately or like acted out and and that's just not how it works and basically they're doing a really good job of putting up with me um and they've been very enthusiastic about the whole thing but this is not to them this is purely me reading myself for being reminded of like just where I'm at in the world of I don't know public appearances like basically I asked them about if I did an event you know if I hosted it like for the book launch you know would they be able to provide anything or help with that um and I actually am writing the book for a company called Adams Media which is a subsidiary of Simon Schuster they said well we don't do events but we can provide you with bookmarks um and I was just like you know what like one of my favorite podcasters Heather McMahon uh, she always says, you know, the Lord keeps you humble because if not, you would be too powerful. I think in my delusional mind, I was picturing some kind of like book signing scenario and like even like a crowd of people and, um, you know, like a decorated bookstore lobby, you know, where they move some things aside to have a table. Like, you know, the like classic I don't even want to say celebrity book signing because I obviously know I'm not a celebrity, but I was thinking like maybe I could have, you know, one twentieth of that. And it's good that in that moment I was checked into being reminded that, you know what, that is not where I'm at. I'm in a place of uh, very fortunate to have this publication coming out, but I'm also in a place of, you know, I can provide bookmarks. Um, and like the thing is the power would go to my head. I mean, I'm already pretty delusional just here um alone in my living room just talking to this little mic um on this podcast that was completely independent and bootstrapped until now. Now I've joined a little little network, the Sonar Network. I'm going to officially launch with them next month. Um so yeah, you know just a little of this and that. Um, we are going to get into all things Gwyneth Paltrow today, all things Goop Lab. Um, I was very inspired by the controversy of Gwyneth, you know, <laughs> doing what she did, having her big... I don't even want to say... It's funny that there was this controversy because the controversy was over her just doing what she's been doing. Um, but we'll we'll get into that in the episode. So... Um, you know, I can't just go right into the episode. I have to stay thirsty. Um, you know, <laughs> we don't get thirsty over here. We stay thirsty. Um, why am I talking to myself like I'm the royal we? Uh, I would love if you could support the podcast. Uh, it would be fantastic. Uh, if you could give me a five-star review on Apple or Spotify and... Um, a follow on Instagram if you're interested uh, in following along in daily adventures. It's become a whole thing. And yeah, you can always subscribe to the Patreon. I know, look, we're like, we're struggling to buy eggs right now um, for a lot of us. And so there's never an obligation. But if you ever want to tap in, tune in, um, we're putting out new episodes every week. Um, we do a lot of pop culture roundups and deep dives on the girls. And yeah, that's about it. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hey, queen. Hey, girl queen boss. Hey, boss girl queen. Welcome. We got Sammy P in the studio today. What the heck is up? 
Oh, not much. I'm just fresh as a daisy after a late night fundraiser for the charity I work for. And um, yeah, it was a wild and crazy St. Patrick's Day, as it always is, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. I Do you avoid the bars? Are you smart enough to not go party on St. Patty's Day? I think I'm like, I'm not cool enough to be hitting the bars on a regular day. So also like green, it's not really my color. Like, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm not a St. Patty's Day girl. I'm sorry. I actually do think that like forest green is one of your colors, but you can just put that in your pocket for another time. But no one's ever um, rocking forest green on St. Patty's Day. It's like that Android text green. Well, I always rock the shades that work for me. I make St. Patrick's Day work for me. I make him my bitch. Okay. I think it's safe to say that any holiday that mostly revolves around joy, like, doesn't really agree with me. Yeah. Oh, it's not about joy. It's about drinking and raging. Well, it's, and yeah, it's acting like a fool with your bros. It's like, it's like the boys, this one's for the boys. The the dance floor was like 90% men last night. Yeah, it's very that energy, which doesn't agree with me. I like, yeah. No, no, I'm not suggesting that it's like ever fun or good. I just like sometimes get pressured in, well, and this was a work event, but like sometimes I've been pressured into partying on St. Patty's Day in the past. And it's like New Year's for me. It's like probably the second most flop night out of the year. Yeah, like it's fun when you're a kid and like I like going to the St. Patty's Day parade. That was fun seeing the floats. And then I liked it when I was in university because it was like, yeah, cheap green beer. And now I'm like, mm -hmm, I'm okay. Yeah. I'll just wait till Halloween. Yeah. Once a year is more than enough partying yeah. for us. Uh, I mean, we did party. We have partied. Yeah. We have talked about it very much behind a paywall on last week's patreon <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like pray no family member of mine ever listens to our patreons same please <laughs> if please don't that's me. not a place for you <laughs> yeah i was happy to see that someone commented and they were like thanks this confirms my decision to like not party <laughs> i know like, the fact that we were that don't do drugs psa for someone is so funny bless you just by talking about our own experiences i know just I was like, by just by existing as our tragic selves <laughs> we did a scared straight moment <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> do you want to be like us do you want to look like this yeah do you want to know what rock bottom feels like well i'll tell you <laughs> we know <laughs> we revisit oh, it regularly uh, um, and speaking of i obviously watched the episode for our goop extravaganza today but then i wanted to see like a little bit of their first episode where they went to a magic mushrooms retreat in jamaica and gosh that was so interesting to me like to see people in their 50s that had like never done anything before and this was like you know a new journey for them and like that's just such a different experience of life you know than me like where it's like i made so many mistakes and experienced every goddamn thing many which i wish I didn't uh, you know at a young age and then I get old and more boring but for them they were boring their whole lives and now they're ready to explore now they're ready to light it up at a four thousand yeah. dollar retreat in the jungle <laughs> yeah just get lit on some mushrooms in a safe space <laughs> yeah actually that does sound great because when you do all this stuff when you're younger and not at a bougie boomer retreat like there's just no one telling you that, like, you don't have to go balls to the wall. Like, you can 
do a small to medium amount of partying and still have just as much fun. Yeah. And your like frontal lobe is fully developed. So you're able to like take advice. Like you're able to like listen to someone who's like, hey, I'm experienced and I'll tell you what's an appropriate dose and I'll tell you what's an appropriate setting. You don't need to just be like, I'm going to do whatever I feel whenever I feel it. So and then yeah. we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. You're not like taking the advice of like the bro in the corner at the party who has the stuff and is like, don't worry. Trust me, I got this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can take the advice of a creepy uh shaman dude like the one we're going to talk about today <laughs> although actually yeah. i don't know what his relationship is to substances this is, we're doing a whole different episode today yeah yeah totally but it's it's just i've been thinking about who is the goop customer and how does the goop target audience differ from us because i feel it's only a hair difference like it's just the difference between being extremely wealthy and sheltered and not like oh, oh my god like so much of this is way too close to home and so much of what i despise about this whole world is because it hits too close to home and it's like a hair away from who i am but also who i'm not trying to be and yeah, who we like, have been at many points throughout our, our lives yeah recently very like, recently and potentially again in the future depending on how shit goes <laughs> yeah maybe currently depending on maybe we're lacking some like, self-awareness in that department you know as soon as next week i could be booking in with mr john <laughs> oh <God>. i <laughs> i wouldn't go near him with a 10-foot pole as chris and Doty once said um like <laughs> i yeah the truth is as much as i shit on all these costa rican retreats if you and i won the lottery tomorrow like we would be doing psychedelics in the jungle probably yeah i mean i would love to rent like these like six thousand dollar a night desert ma modernist mansions with every kind of hydrotherapy you could imagine at your fingertips and like you know i'd love to be in a treehouse in the jungle like like of course these experiences are like very elite and yeah. enjoyable <laughs> yeah yeah and actually it's funny because you never know what's going to resonate with people so one of the episodes that people still talk about to this day was this one-off bonus episode that meredith lynch and i recorded called just six almonds and it's about like a bunch of like bogus luxury like celebrity ayahuasca retreats type thing and like diet camps and we're making fun of it but yeah we also can recognize that maybe there's some element of us being like why can't I afford my little like my little getaway yeah. although actually I can say in all certainty that there's no part of me that wants to be around this man who's the focus point of this episode why don't we just get into it so this is yeah the episode called The Energy Experience. Um, and I'm glad that this podcast is now monetized because I would like to be financially compensated for watching that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when Goop Labs first came out, I wanted to watch it for shits and gigs. And I turned this episode on and had to turn it off because I was so skeezed out and creeped out. <laughs> but yeah. Um, okay, so the episode starts as every Goop Lab episode starts with the disclaimer on screen that the show is designated to entertain and inform not provide medical advice so it's like their little get out of jail free card they're like we are experts in health and wellness um we have gathered the best expertise money can buy but like we're not giving medical advice but we will be giving yeah. medical advice yeah it's, now you can't see us 
it's giving Dr. Oz. And it's just so funny, um, the disclaimer, because I feel like it's directly pointed at their nemesis, Dr. Jen Gunter. <laughs> really? Do you know about Dr. Jen? This no. is Gwyneth's sworn nemesis. Every time what? Gwyneth tries to like promote her yoni eggs or you know her enemas with coffee or whatever jen is on the fucking case and she is like do not put these things up your vagina she's a like a real gynecologist who hates woo woo things and the two of them are just constantly butting heads in the internet yoni space about what you should and should not be putting up into your vagina or steaming (laughs) it with or what have you (laughs) And she sued them, I believe. She has, like, been litigious towards Goop in the past. Oh, my God. They must put so much money towards lawyers. And, I mean, they also try their best to avoid it. So um, at one point they had a Goop magazine, but there was only two editions of it because I think it was Condé Nast who owned the rights to it. And they asked uh, all the information to be fact-checked. And they were like, we're done with this. We're over it. Oh, it's 100% run on vibes is nothing other than vibes going on in the goop labs <laughs> whatever Gwyneth Paltrow just like thinks would be like cool to t- to teach the masses yeah like it's at the level of an interesting dinner party conversation kind of stuff like when this guy is like telling her like um and then I put my hand down inside her butt she's like, whoa stop it really felt like your hand was inside her body and he's like yeah she's like oh my god like it's just like about silly fun things to talk about it's not about like reality (laughs) well okay i actually i got way more angry at this usually i just treat all of goop stuff as like oh this is like a silly little troll like not in the way of like a whole thing troll like i feel like gwen paltrow is literally just doing things to stir the pot and be a little devil and be like see what she can get away with but i actually got really mad at a lot of points in this episode like beyond just this being like oh this is just like harmless little silly stuff um I agree that it is not harmless. Yeah, which I will get to. Um, but first, I want to start off with where we begin this episode with Gwyneth Paltrow and her chief content officer, Elise. And you've got them on one side, and then you've got John Amaral and his little pseudo doctor friend on the other side. Um, the conversation has kind of like a vibe of like swingers, like meeting up for drinks, like <laughs> Like, just, like, we'll just meet up for drinks after work and just, like, see how the chemistry is. Like, they're all having a little cheeky laugh and there's, like, weird sexual tension. I'm like, oh Yes. That's the thing is, like, because they exist in the world of vibes, that's what I was reading in this episode. I was just constantly checking in on everyone's vibe. And the vibe was sexual coming from this guy. Undoubtedly. And I am a vibe doctor. So, yeah. Yeah. You can't dispute it. We're going to see this holistic approach in Western medicine. Now we're going to send that energy. We're going to see energy healing more and more. My body was like waving and reacting. There you are right there. The first time that John worked on me, I really just cried. (sighs) I had an exorcism. (sighs) Beautiful. Our vibes are not conducive with these people's vibes. Yeah. And they're all like, I know, they're all having a little cheeky laugh. So Gwyneth Paltrow starts off by going, what the fuck are you doing to people? 
<laughs> and <laughs> everyone laughs. <laughs> and then he goes, John Amaral, <laughs> chiropractor extraordinaire. He goes, I work with energy as a body worker and a chiropractor. <laughs> Lol. Energy is bound up in the body when under stress. And he influences how energy is moving. And then Elise uh, jumps right in. Do you have people in your practice with diseases that shift after this energy work? <laughs> and he's like, look, I don't work directly with illness, but I have a hypothesis that when you change the vibration, it changes the way cells regrow, changes the whole sensory system. Like, I've seen miracles happen. And Gwyneth is just looking at him so lovingly, like, googly yes. eyes. Oh, yeah. They're totally under his spell. Like, he's got that Svengali hypnotist energy to him. Like, that's what Elise I, said. <laughs> yeah, she, but they're just asking their little questions so he can prove how not cult leader he is. They're like, everyone will think that you're like a puppeteer and a Svengali. And he's like, it's so funny. And I've I've been shy about the cameras all these years because I don't want anyone, you know, just taking things out of context and totally misrepresenting me and what I do with these ladies' butts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, this looks a little weird if you were an outsider, but once you have your cancer cured by me, you'll be telling a different story, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So then he goes on to references. He says, out of context, like, I know this looks odd. Like, is this person having a seizure? Are they having an exorcism? Are they having an orgasm? And then Gwyneth goes, I wish. <laughs> it's like, ew, going if you wish that you went to like a bodywork practitioner and they were like giving you an orgasm, like you wish you, wish you were this coming. I was giving you an orgasm right like, now. Like you don't wish that. He's weird. You sell like gold-plated vibrators and shit. Like you can't just go home and take care. Of- you want this guy to be getting you off? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> she's just making cheeky little jokes, but it's just those jokes that make me so uncomfortable because there should be such a firm boundary. <laughs> That's I mean, exactly no, but exactly. You could have a friend group where you're all making sexual jokes with each other. That's totally fine. But if you are a healthcare practitioner to patient, you should not be like, <laughs> "What if I got off this time and I don't just mean like my gut health." somatic release like I don't, I don't know what the, whatever the fuck like that is it's so inappropriate and what's funny is that this guy is best of friends with tony robbins um and has done so many tours with freaking tony robbins and tony robbins has had so many accusations now of sexual harassment and misconduct yeah he's a known predator who uses his influence and his like knowledge of hypnosis to corner and abuse vulnerable women who are looking for a healer and that is so disgusting that he's friends with him i absolutely hate tony robbins me too Um, and i fucking and i hate this guy and that's a strong word and i fucking mean it like yeah it also just it only makes it worse of the fact that this whole episode it's him and he's training his little doctor buddy both dudes and everyone that they're working on is a woman and yeah except for one guy who's like but they don't show that on camera i know i know Oh, believe me, we're going to get into his yoga pant obsession. Oh, it, my like, gosh. I know. Uh, I know. It was no. 100% sexual. He could oh. not keep his hands off their buttholes. Oh, no, I know. We will We will get to that. But first, um, they're asking, like, what's happening in the body? Like, what are you even pulling on? And then he gets into his little spiel about physics um, where he says the body's multidimensional. I move with layers outside the body. Like, I'm putting energy into this field. Um, And then he references 
this experiment called the double slit experiment. He says it's proven empirically without a doubt that our consciousness actually shifts or alters in some way, shape, or form physical reality. And then we have an on-screen backup to support this study or this experiment that says the double slit experiment is used in physics to observe the behavior of subatomic particles. The experiment reveals that the act of observation in itself influences how the particles behave. This implies that our consciousness can change our physical reality. Um, and I have some insider information on this. So I have a person who in my life who wants to be anonymous, but they have a physics degree. They work as a science person. I said I would keep it very vague. They know what they're talking about. I ran this by them and I was like, what do you make of this? And they were like, what? They're like, the double slit experiment is where you literally have like a paper with like two slits or like two openings and you you shine light through it and you see what impinges on the light on the other end. Like basically they were like, it's just a demonstration of the properties of light. Like it has nothing to do with human consciousness in any way. And I was like, okay, but could you see if this guy was really reaching how he could extrapolate that it was about human consciousness? They were like, no, this it's literally just a demonstration of light properties. Like this is. Yeah. I mean, I'm no physicist. But what I always come back to is the experiment of the two plants in the classroom where one of them was yelled at and one of them was complimented and one plant died and one plant thrived. And that's how I believe that our energy does affect the matter around us. Okay. Like, and that's the thing, like, we're allowed to contain multitudes here. And like, I sing to my plants and I dote lovingly on my plants. Um, And also... As much as I've moved really far away from a lot of this type of thinking, like there's still things that I always hold true. Like there are currently monks that have been put in a lab and meditated and shown to do incredible things like melt snow under them or like stay alive just by meditating when doctors said like they couldn't. Um, Like there's just a lot of that, a lot of really interesting examples throughout many cultures of incredible phenomena that can't be explained by modern science yeah and we we've always like held that like there's you know the mind is powerful the mind can do a lot of things but then it can so easily become harmful when people say you could cure your cancer by yes your mindset and also and it's the whole time throughout the episode they keep going back to how based in science this is and that's where i'm like you know you can say like oh, we don't know why this is. He's like, no, this is literally proven by science. By what science, babe? Like at one point he references this guy, Dr. James Oshman. He's like, actually, there's been a lot of science that's proving that this is legitimate. He's doing a lot of work in science um, proving how um, like fascia stores energy and it travels through these connected networks. Okay. I looked up what this guy's deal was. Dr. James Oshman, guess where he got his PhD from? I don't know. Energy Medicine University. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and like I visited the Energy Medicine University website. It's about as like bogus as you can imagine. I don't know what it is about people that love pseudoscience that it precludes them from hiring like a graphic designer from this decade. 
Um, but it's just like it has that 2004 vibe and like a lot of fonts that you'd find on like, you know, like grandma's jam from like the farmer's market kind of thing. Yes. And it's so likely to have a black background and like red text or something. Yes. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And like, it was like riddled with spelling and grammar mistakes. Like I like, I took this sentence. It was like, this is from their website. Energy medicine university is accepting application single courses. Like that's one of their first sentences. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> and and how in the world can he say he has a PhD? Like what is going on? This is like Trump University. That's exactly exactly Trump University vibes. Um but yeah. So he's referencing these scientists and I followed this quote from this physicist, Chris Lee, um, who was countering his claims and he said Quantum mechanics does not provide you with the mental power to balance energies, find ley lines, or cure syphilis. It does, unfortunately, provide buzzwords to those prone to prey on the rich and gullible. I was like, you tell him, Chris. Yes. He's like, my legitimate physics degree sees you and your energy medicine university degree, which freaking John Amaral doesn't even have. He's literally, he's just a chiropractor. A chiropractor with a certain passion, a certain compulsion for touching. Uh, Yeah. Does science (laughs) compel you to be breathing so heavily throughout these treatments? Oh, my God. Like, okay, I'll save my reads for the treatment talk. Yeah. Well, which we're about to get into because now enter Julianne Huff, the CEO of Kinergy. Um, (laughs) I I actually didn't realize because we've covered Kinergy a lot. Um, I didn't realize that this was not Kinergy. Like, this can happen under the Kinergy umbrella, but, like, his thing is, like, energy medicine and her thing is Kinergy, but, like, they collab or something. I don't quite understand the relationship to it. Um, That's one fun fact. Second fun fact is just when we first were introduced to this this scientific practice, when the infamous Julianne Huff like, writhing video came out, I didn't realize that was at the World Economic Forum. Davos? Okay, yeah. That's where that happened. Yeah, I remember now she was like on stage at a conference just like... It was the World Economic Forum. This is like world leaders. (laughs) I mean, she is a true believer. Like in all of our cult studies, like they are all Julianne. Those wide eyes, that open body language, that trusting little face. Like she is like ex-Mormon, but to directly into another... Yes. High control pipeline. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, if anyone's interested, we did a full deep dive on Julianne Huff um, on the Patreon, I think a few months ago, um, which we went into it just laughing. But we came out of it, I think, with a lot of sympathy and empathy empathy for her. A lot of empathy because it just seems like this is kind of like a whole other story, but just seems like she's had a really tough life and is just yeah. very vulnerable and gets caught up in these things that yeah she's got capital t trauma which is that is this guy's bread and butter like it is such a tricky field when you are a trauma healer it is such a field that is ripe for exploitation like people can let the power go to their heads and start it seems like a lot of them start having sex with their vulnerable like people that they're serving uh yeah um, both in a way that they agree with or later file lawsuits like uh, there's so many of these cult leaders and like what is it the what which is the hot yoga a bikram yoga yeah. like that guy's a predator um so is mm-hmm. osho 
it just it, Tony Robbins. Tony Rob, yeah. Name your Doctor like, Phil has his Doctor Phil. Yeah, name your like boomer white dude healer, and we'll yeah. find uh, either a lawsuit or something that was squashed. A trail of allegations. Yeah, yeah. So we enter Julian Huff and Brian who he plays the antagonist in the show he's <laughs> he's the villain of our story <laughs> he's the villain yeah he does not get much screen time but he is <laughs> yeah there's like a chorus of booze as he comes on screen <laughs> no but he is the software architect at goop and he says everyone here knows me as a skeptic and i'm like what is a skeptic to goop like i know you're a <laughs> software guy but like i don't that doesn't actually hold a lot of weight like if he's just like Hey, has yeah. anyone like checked, you know, any thought leaders outside of this guy? They're like, you're so skeptical, Brian. You're like, just you're clearly have a lot of energy blocks. Like they're living in a world of yes. And like they're living in a world of anything for the goop lab. But Brian might just be like, I don't see the value in some of these things. And they're like, wow, what a square. <laughs> yeah, a lot of blockages with Brian. We got <laughs> we got to send him in. He's asking a few too many questions if you ask him. <laughs> this is actually his probational like assessment. They're like, mm, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we need to see some writhing to see if he can still hang with us. Um and then we also see this woman who comes in where she talks about how she thought that this was for woo-woo privileged LA people in her own words, um, but has now reaped the benefits of it. And she talks about how sick she was and how she's cured of all these ailments and illnesses. And it really, it sounds so similar to those churches where you have people um, speaking in tongues and being healed. Yeah. I mean, what I thought about some of the case studies was like okay these are people that are traumatized you know they're dealing with divorce abandonment war trauma all kinds of stuff right so they have legitimate need for help and i'm like is this the first help you got like is this the first time you were able to kind of tap into that because talking about it connecting with your feelings deep breathing like that all is effective and helpful for people who are dealing with things and like, I think sometimes people feel like putting all their trust into someone as a healer can really like alleviate some of the pressure on themselves kind of thing. And so it's just a catalyst. Like you're going to get into the placebo effect. But I'm just like, I feel like these people, maybe any kind of help would have helped them. Like yeah. maybe one nice guy saying like, you could talk to me, buddy, about your war trauma. Oh my <laughs> God. I know. And then like, you know, we've talked about all of the many treatments we've done and tried and i've laid on the beds of you know like um acupuncturists and energy healers and whatever distance energy healers all that stuff and i've had strong bodily reactions and cried and all this stuff and it's just like there is okay i'll entertain the possibility that this is real there's that there's the placebo effect there's just you knowing that you're with someone who cares about you in that moment like it makes me think of um when I used to go to my herbal medicine teacher and like actually meet in her office because I would get her to make me little tinctures and things for my skin and things for different like stomach things whatever I would almost always end up crying and she had this thing of tissues like right next to her desk and she wasn't doing energy work or asking questions about your trauma but she would ask 
much more detailed questions than like a GP about your daily routine, all this stuff. And I remember asking her, I was like, do a lot of people cry? And she's like, oh yeah, half of all patients that come in here cry. She's like, just because it's this very warm environment, she has this very maternal caring energy and just doesn't like look like, okay, get the fuck out of my office type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And she's a healer. So, you know, like she's been seeking out passive natural healing. People feel safe around people like that and they feel it's a safe space to open up. And like all of that has value. Um, even if a healer is not trustworthy or whatever, they can still have facilitated tons of valid and amazing healing just by happenstance. Absolutely. Uh, Okay. So then we have Elise who talks about when she got treatment. She says that she writhed and dry heaved for a while. And Gwyneth goes, can you get any goopier? You're goopier than me right now. Like She's giving like very <laughs> Samantha Jones energy throughout this episode. <laughs> like She tr- is. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about healing. Like I had some healing last night. Like, just... <laughs> um, And then he turns to Gwyneth and starts talking about the trauma that she takes on by being an actress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The struggle that. So few of us are able to truly understand what it's like to be a multi-million dollar Oscar winning actress. Because he, <laughs> he, as he says, as an actor, you're embodying all these different energies. Um, and that's really challenging. And she goes like, yeah, this is a very like energetic experience. Like you take on a lot. Um, but then Elise is like, she's like looking very concerned at this point. She's like, but how do you protect your energy in that case and keep it clean and strong? Like this is the type of thinking that I would have had all throughout my 20s like oh my god this is affecting my energy feel my energy's not clean right now it's like always has this like underlying weird puritanical thing of being like cleansed and clean Mm -hmm. but she asked her like oh my god if you've had to do this as an actress like how do you protect your energy and Gwen says well I just see John as much as possible (laughs) it's like okay yeah like it's so funny to be like to have that one be like, I know what you're thinking. Oh, this is just for privileged LA people. And then like the show just goes on to like unravel how true that really is. Like, yeah. Like be like, oh, my energy feels clouded from my latest Ryan Murphy TV series. And I need to go to John. John, come to my yeah. house right now. Yeah. I'm in Mendocino. You wouldn't <laughs> think like Shakespeare in love, like you wouldn't think about how much trauma my like energy field had to take on. Um, you know. That, like to think of like doing a crying scene and then just being like shivering like all oh, my energy <laughs> it's wrecked i must have my healer here or like shallow hell <laughs> she's like yeah <laughs> that did dirty her aura i feel that <laughs> that tainted her legacy that tainted her karma for like <laughs> yeah. for what she did not towards her like yeah <laughs> that was a crime against humanity in that moment i was thinking about auras too especially since last night i just listened to an aura podcast about Vanderbilt rules <laughs> you know that <laughs> was it with that, Jamie Stein and no it was with Mystic Michaela but I love Jamie Stein too um we literally love aura reading psychic healers so always remember who you're listening to we are <laughs> yeah we are a walking contradiction <laughs> we're here mostly to laugh at ourselves <laughs> yeah so I was listening to her and she was just like, yeah, the thing about Ariana is like her energy. It like ultimately as a kid, it was pink. Now it's yellow and purple, but she's trying to get back to that pink. (laughs) I was just like laughing to myself. Like, I wonder how much of this is 
in any way real even to her like I'll never know I love listening to it and I love wondering about if we have auras and if they change and things like that I mean obviously we have vibes we have energy like Gwyneth is fucking relaxed she has like a sparkling aura of relaxation and wealth well what's so interesting about this whole thing is like maybe this guy to our skepticism would say like oh you're just like not open and receptive to this energy but basically okay so the turning point for me and I've talked about this here before. The turning point for me was 2020. Basically, it was having like a sudden death from an illness like in my family and being like, oh, actually, there was no energy healers that could have like turned that around. And it was no one's karma or bad vibes that they put out that that's why that happened. Um, And like, I think about how since that happened, like it started to pull at the ball of yarn of my skepticism. And then in that time, I also I saw a nutritionist like a couple months ago, just like to deal with some like legitimate, uh, like whatever, like nervous tummy, Jewish, tummy Jewish girl stomach problems. Yeah. Um, and she ended up being this super, super like spiritual person. She was like, OK, before I give you your like diet protocol, like I need to like work on your energy field because um, you have like some blockage. I was like, OK, she's like, I- I'm going to do it for free. I was like, all right, sure. You do it for free. That sounds okay um and she did it and i felt nothing and she kept like checking being like she's like close your eyes and she's like you didn't feel anything then like she's like what do you feel in your body right now i was like um neutral and like i've had so many practitioners i've met with in the past i've always felt something i always had a big reaction and i would feel like oh my god something like shaking loose in my stomach or even like coughing or whatever And I've been so prone to that in this moment. It was interesting to be on the other side. And she was looking at me like, oh, you're like a skeptical bitch. (laughs) Like, sorry, didn't do anything for me. Yeah, I've always wanted to feel something like I did feel some benefits afterward from acupuncture and stuff. Um, Just more relaxed and like it did help with like headaches and and certain things. Um, But most work that wasn't in any way involving touching my body, such as Reiki, distance energy healing, <laughs> um, any sort of like deep breathing exercises like that where someone's like cleansing your field. I, I've never, ever felt anything and I wanted to so desperately. I was like, I oh. really want to believe in this so badly. I always did, but I just, that's the kind of world I live in. Like, this is why my therapist says I have a very active imagination. Like, I'm just... I'm right there. Like, I feel like when other people do drugs, they just get on my level where I'm like looking at trees and like thinking about the vibes they give off and stuff like. And yeah, I I would always feel something from these Um, like to the point where I'd be like, oh, I felt something like in my left kidney. They're like, yeah, yeah. There was a big thing that I like pulled out during that session. I'd be like, totally. That was crazy. Mm. And I'd cry like, yeah. Well, you get tapped in. I mean, maybe you're reading their mind and providing the physical response that they want. Or maybe it is real. Like, I, I literally think both are are just as likely. Maybe I'm the daughter of the witches you couldn't burn. <laughs> <laughs> That's become the new, like, live, laugh, love. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, no, Jan, you're a colonizer. <laughs> 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 yeah it was like their actual ancestors and it was like you know <laughs> slave owning karens like yeah let's not yeah <laughs> let's let's not lean on that too heavily um 
Okay, so back to this uh, this session here. So he's now working on Gwyneth. She gets a solo session. Um, he's being creepy, like so creepy. He's kind of like whispering, like everything. He's just like, ah. like he's like, there's that stretch in there, like good girl, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's so sexual. Like it's just, it could have been done with a different energy. Like many healers have this, like, I mean, I wish we could have seen some some female energy workers in the show or non-men like like when he like breathes in as they breathe out and he's like he's like slamming their butt their butt and then pulling it up and then like it felt very like this guy likes doggy style is what i can think i of. know it made me want to like protect my <gasps> drink like this is a guy you wouldn't want to like, leave it unattended around <laughs> seriously i'm reading his aura and it is not pure he doesn't have pure intentions he has the intention of sexual power over he these has women. youth pastor energy yeah he has like i'm horny i'm pent up i get to be around these like absolutely fucking 11 out of 10 women and like really get my hands in there and see their bodies in the like tightest athletic wear imaginable nothing is left to the imagination when i tell them what to wear yeah he's like i am railing them psychically for yeah. 2500 dollars a session yeah totally he was like i don't know how the fuck i set this up but like things are going good over and here Gwen- in john world <laughs> and gwyneth paltrow is down she's like i wish i was having an orgasm like everyone being filmed seems to be consenting to this okay yeah i get it like it well it's, it's a goop it's all goop employees well, also and the thing about the thing about hippies is that a lot of the time they're down for a sexual element in their healing and with their healers and their providers of psychic care. Like, oh, I've heard of obviously a lot of these cults incorporated like sexual healing, sexual rituals, like, and um, even like I read an article in a magazine once about an experience of a woman going to a G spot clinic where there was this woman who was trained on finding people's G spots in their vagina and just giving each person in that in the clinic a g-spot orgasm (laughs) i was like i literally could not that is like a line that i will not be crossing i will not be paying so you're right you're running a rub and tug it's okay like that's call it what it is like that's it's the (laughs) oldest profession (laughs) it's not and it was like it was all about like there's something about like this certain kind of orgasm that gives you a sacral release and your all your chakras will align like you know <laughs> that's what they did to hysterical women too they've been doing it for a while now <laughs> like, but i thought the hysterical women were doing it to themselves as part of the therapy like no, to take your no the doctor would have a vibrator at this is like in the 19 early 1900s like the oh, doctor it was a bigger had, vibrator <laughs> i'm sure it was like a big contraption like they probably had to crank a thing. yeah it was like the early computers like you needed like, a whole room to like house the vibrator so you needed to go in and i think he yeah. was like run, whatever running whatever you had to run <laughs> to get it cranked they've got like people rowing to like get it going like running on bikes <laughs> so yeah they've been doing this in clinics for a while now this is nothing new but call it what it is okay like <laughs> yeah either call it what it is or have a firm fucking boundary like in the other episode that i dabbled in this like mushroom thing they were like in the mushroom circle anything goes except (laughs) 
we do not get sexual with one another and we do not take our clothes off and I'm like that is exactly where the line should be (laughs) yeah exactly I mean I also kind of feel like even if you're at the point where you have to say that maybe something has gone awry I'm talking about in a group clinical setting the fact that you have to say like like because okay i'm just I'm no, just it's com- such an important warning no i know it's- i know it's an important warning i'm just comparing it to like okay this is a very obviously like not a great like example but if you go to a gp like for a doctor's checkup like they're not gonna be like okay number one rule we're not gonna do anything sexual you'd be like yeah obviously <laughs> not fucking hope so why or are you bringing it up your gynecologist yeah, being like okay whatever happens like this is not gonna turn sexual you'd be like oh. Okay, but Emily, can you please tell us when you worked at the um, harm reduction drug trip site and there was a masturbation tent on site? Okay, you need it because honestly, people, no matter how many warning signs you may have, people on drugs are going to be jerking off. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Okay, for anyone. Oh, my God. For anyone who subscribes to the Patreon, like, you've heard me talking about my experiences working the harm reduction tent um, at a big festival. And, yeah, like, it's a very progressive harm reduction thing where, like, they're basically, like, whatever experience people need to have that's not, like, violent, like, they can have it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you you can't be, like, doing sexy stuff with other people. But if you are in a full trip where like you are hypersexual yeah they have a tent that they put you in they zip it up and they're like go for it yeah and i remember like just praying that i didn't have to clean up the masturbation tent ever (laughs) and i I didn't like i hope someone just got to like hose it down like not even have to like you know step in and then shake it out at the end of the at the end of the festival (laughs) yeah does it build up over the four days or what i didn't even i stayed as far away from that corner as i could i was more like I was like checking on the arts and crafts station, you know. I, well, given- you did such a great job, um, and you're you're exactly the kind of person I would want in my like either if I'm psychically getting railed by this weird guy, or if I'm on drugs so much that I'm out of my mind and I don't know where I am. Like you're exactly the kind of person I would want to be around because you yeah. wouldn't make it weird. <laughs> no, I'm a great party mom, and like, yeah. and and I had a wonderful time, and and I was so happy. Like the most like rewarding moments were just like talking to like mostly women who are like 18 and just so scared and like overwhelmed, and all they need is just someone being like, yeah, it's okay. You know, just, yeah, you're just, safe and it's OK and I'll take care of you. And like yeah. that feels so, so good. And like and a couple of them were like, are we friends now? I'm like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like maybe like don't add me on the gram. But like, yeah, like we're like we're cool. Like, well, I had a few of them ask if they could get my phone number after. Like, can we connect after this? I'm like, we'll just we'll, we'll check in later. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. No, boundaries are so important. Yeah. Well, let's speaking of boundaries and a boundaryless world um so let's go back to so Gwyneth's getting her treatment he's leering and breathing then he's teaching a doctor to do it of course it's just like dudes teaching these yoga pant Gwyneth Paltrow he's still smiling as he's teaching his friend like he always has this little grin on his face and his doctor quote-unquote friend says I feel like my hand was reaching down inside of her and he's like, yeah, totally. Like, And that when they started, like their hands were both right under her tailbone, right on the curve of her butt. They were like feeling the curves of her butt like it and like being like, and now touch it. 
and have put your hand inside her. Are you getting it? Yeah. I was like, I hate this. I yeah. Fucking hate this. So yeah. Much. <laughs> like, I know. And then we hear from, I'm like, at this point, I thought they abandoned the software guy. Like, I thought they were just not going to revisit, but they come back to him, not in treatment. That was not no, important to film. That did not work out clearly. He was probably like, I don't feel anything. Well, he said, he found it interesting that he said he could feel where he was moving his hands. But I'm like, well, we saw him putting his hands physically on people. And then we saw them wave, waving it around him. Uh, yeah, it's like if someone were waving their hand up and down my back, I could probably guess where their hand was, too. You know, yeah. we just have like sensory capacity that is quite attuned to people's yeah. hands being near our bodies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then one of the other women who got the treatment, um, she said that after he worked on her, she... Well, actually, this is Gwyneth recapping this. She mentioned that one of the employees who after she got the treatment in the middle of the night, she purged for an hour. So she threw up for an hour. And Gwyneth said that, yeah, she also said that the first time she did it, she said she didn't barf, but energetically she barfed. Yeah. And the other woman was retching a lot too, Elise. Yeah. Dry heaving. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sounds like a powerful treatment, but it might have just been from a dick bulge brushing your face because a when... dick bulge brushing your face and consuming nothing but bone broth for the last like 72 hours, which were... it's just I... bone broth and magic mushrooms. <laughs> and this guy just like <laughs> yanking on your butt. But when when he was doing her neck release, his bulge was literally like less than an inch from the woman's face the employee of goop and i was like i would hate this like they were so much closer than like a masseuse even gets like they were just like right up in there and i just hate how much like these guys gave me kind of a plastic surgeon vibe which is yeah. like a field that is 95 percent males and it's like 99 percent female patients yeah so there's just like this sick dynamic of like oh i'm gonna make this girl look as fuckable yeah. as I can, or I'm gonna make this girl as like loose and wiggly as I can. And Julianne's their star student. I know, and it's like these skinny little women on these skinny little tables, so they can get real nice and close. Yeah, they were like sexually into all four women that we saw them practice on. Um, but the most was Julianne. <laughs> like poor Julianne doesn't. I don't think she knows what she's involved in when she's in those sessions. No, no, and like. She only appears briefly in this episode, so I won't get too into it. But yeah, she is someone who grew up both with like no guidance and she has this deadly mix of trauma and innocence about the world that's hard to watch now that we've delved deep into her background, like her psyche. Mm -hmm. Like she just, yeah. And she mentions it in this episode. She's like, listen, I'm working through pain and trauma because my parents had a horrible divorce and I had to move in with my dance instructors when I was 10. It's like, you just yeah. hear the story and you're like, that's not going to be a fun which, experience. <laughs> yeah. Which we know is overseas and there was a lot of other stuff that happened. Yeah. It's, it's just like all a bit like I think there's a lot also that she's not saying in all of this. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where you don't have to say much to say a lot. Like, yeah. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Yeah, so the episode ends there. And from there, I had to dive a little deeper into who who is John Amaral. Um, and like, where does this method come from? Because he mentions that it's a method invented by Donnie Epstein, who I looked up. I could find almost nothing on this guy. I don't know if there's some like dusty book in a California bookstore that he wrote or whatever, but very little information on him. Um, but John himself is basically, he is like the real pioneer of this method. He may not have invented it, but he's now, he's looking to trademark what he calls the energy flow formula. Um, and this is where I was enraged. I, I was so mad at him because there's a couple different quotes from him from just different interviews he's done and different speaking events this is the first one which is less insidious but still bad he talked about how he put his hands on the knee of someone who had knee pain he had a dialogue with her knee and she started sobbing and she was supposed to get a knee replacement but she said it already feels like it's been replaced and she's like oh my god i can move it she canceled her knee surgery and she was out golfing three weeks later and she never had any problems again. Like, yeah. That's the part I need to follow up on. Well, but like you hear this all the time with those churches, you know, where they come up, yeah. they like hit their forehead and then they are like up out of their wheelchair. That's what it this felt like. Yeah. Well, Nexium had one of the best ones because they actually were able to help people stop having Tourette's syndrome, like outbursts, ticks. I forget what they're called. Ticks, right? Well, that's what know. they said they could do. But That's what they said they could do. And they clearly had an effective treatment for or at some point it was there was at least one guy who got completely solved of it um but like yeah most of these healers have to rely on just like a few anecdotes that i don't even really believe are true well yeah and so speaking of that this is the one where i was like fuck this fucking guy and fuck Gwyneth paltrow for giving him a platform like I don't know. I've just never been too offended by Gwyneth Paltrow because to me, I was like, well, she never denies who she is, like this privileged lady selling like, you know, thousand dollar crystal water bottles, whatever. But then I read this and I was like, actually, no, this is so much worse. So he says he talks about how many things are possible. And then he says outright cancers can be gone in an instant. I've had patients that I've worked with where they have been diagnosed with breast cancer. They were on my table and there was a shift. They felt themselves shifting to a different reality where that nodule is gone. They looked for it and it's gone. 
they would go get tested and it's not there. They're like, what happened? Spontaneous remission. They literally flipped, in my experience, into a different version of themselves. In that reality, they did not have cancer. I've experienced things like this many times working with people. It's been validated by testing and science. Wow. Wow. There's just no way that's true at all. Literally, fuck this fucking guy. And like, this is the thing. His treatments, you can book with him. It costs $2,500 for a session. I think a session is like an hour or something. Uh, or you can do these like group healing days or whatever the fuck. You're going to have people who either themselves, they have cancer or someone else does. And they're going to be like seeing if they can scrounge together this money to get themselves healed. You're going to give these people false hope in their worst hour. And it's interesting for me that like in my own experience, like when I was faced with this scenario, I went the other way. Like it made all these things seem so absurd, you know, like, yeah, like when my mom was first diagnosed, I was like, oh, maybe we can like uh, at least like get her to some kind of like alternative like practitioner to at least help with like the pain or whatever. Um, but the people that I still had in my life, like my herbal medicine teacher, whatever, like they were all basically saying like they can't in good conscience work with her because there's so much interference with like chemo and other drugs. They're like, there's not enough research to back that we don't know what would interfere or block. So we can't. And, and I was like, and this just proves why you are good and valid with your job is that you're saying this is an incredibly delicate situation. This is complex and I can't go sprinkling my tinctures onto this, like at the yeah. risk of something happening, which you can't guarantee. He is doing the opposite. He's like, you know that there's going to be people holding out hope and possibly deferring treatment. Yeah. Things. And for him to just say, it's proven by science all the time about his things. And it's like, if this man had caused spontaneous remission by touching somebody, like there would be um, people, you know, looking into his claims. Like if there was somebody whose doctors in the appointment looked for the cancer and it had suddenly gone away, like, I feel like people would know about it. But you also have people where that happens. Like, right. That does it, happen. But like, not, I'm and not he's saying just from taking him. credit for it. Yeah. Like, like you have like diseases where it's like 99.9% fatality there's going to be a 0.01 yeah. percent person who did survive like yes you know so that does happen um and it's just like oh i'm just like i'm so mad at this guy and like i'm mad at myself for like believing this type of stuff so much in the past like at face value yeah i mean i guess he tries to make himself seem credible but he's he's not it's just like Gwyneth Paltrow could so easily just sell candles and sell her knickknacks and not yeah, like rugs and home fragrance and stuff. Home goods. Home goods. I mean, I talked about this a bit. I got to go to the Goop store in L.A. Like I had to see it. Um, And mm -hmm. it's wild. Like the whole store is modeled off of her living room in New York or whatever. Um, It's kind of like what I pictured. But beyond like there's very cool like their seth rogan ceramic like ashtrays and like cool little like expensive knickknacks that you would actually like want and like you know all the vibrators all the like but then there's like she also sells birkins and very very expensive jewelry yeah it's um, like it's a curated like if you want to be gwyneth yeah. here's like a little taste of what things you could buy to be like her 
Yeah. And actually, Lauren, um, the Zen Blonde, she worked there when she was younger. And she said, like, it was the best, like, commission ever. Because she <laughs> they'd be, like, at Christmas time, like, celebrities will walk in and be like, okay, I'll take, like, five Birkins and, like, all this gold <laughs> jewelry. That's and... amazing. I know. I know. Um, yeah, she got to meet a lot of interesting characters um, working at that store. Um, but, yeah, like, she could just, there's so many knickknacks that she could stick to. But she doesn't. She doesn't stay in her fucking lane. She doesn't stay in her lane. She always wants to talk about, like, I cured my chronic disease with having only one cup of bone broth a day. Like, she always wants to wade into the medical discussion. Yeah. And we are going to talk about her recent controversy, which spurred us to do this episode this week. Um, But I just have to mention one more thing about this fucking guy, John Amaral. He worked on Prince Harry. He got a shout out in his book, Spare. (laughs) um like prince harry the more i think about it the more like his life now just really reminds me of like us in our 20s like he thanked so many chiropractors in his book and talked about like doing mushrooms and crying and, like well he's so gwyneth like so harry gwyneth. is like the ideal like male group customer for sure he's like i've got an endless budget and endless trauma to cure yeah, and like, he's like, and I love like smoking weed and doing like sound baths and like just yeah. splashing in the pool. Like he, he's a fun loving guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's reached his final form as an LA spiritual rich boy. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so before I talk about Gwyneth and her recent controversy, I just want to like I just want to acknowledge the whole placebo effect of it all and just say a little bit of science around the placebo effect Gwyneth if you're listening block your ears okay you're not gonna like this um so there's been a lot of studies on the effectiveness of placebo so Harvard University does study on it um that acknowledges that placebo effects can be effective feel-good tools they can help people overcome fatigue chronic pain stress um one study actually found they used a sham version of a Reiki master. They just put some unlicensed person who didn't know Reiki in the position of doing Reiki in this controlled environment. And they said it was just as effective as the real thing in helping chemotherapy patients feel more comfortable. This proved that energy healing was a placebo, but even so, it was helpful for these patients. Still, placebos can't cure you. Yeah. So it's just an interesting thing. I remember seeing this, actually, seeing this study years ago when I was still in the thick of it and I was like you don't understand not just placebo it's energy but yeah I have to say Reiki for me is the most unbelievable of them all and this is like an extension of Reiki what this guy does EFF yeah he distances himself from Reiki he says in many interviews that this is not Reiki even though you might think it's similar but it's fucking it's the same it's the same concept he's just doing slightly different Taylor Swift hand motions like around the body (laughs) that is oh my god he's so Taylor with her little dance moves her little hand swishy dance moves yeah she's totally practicing Kinergy oh my god when she leans way back with the mic like he does that when he like pulls (laughs) way up yeah he's always tugging on their rope he always is tugging way he's going way up but you know when she does that like holding her microphone up above her head and like sways back like he, <laughs> oh yeah God. someone needs to do a, a side-by-side of her <laughs> in concert and this this guy um yeah so you know we usually do like a where are they now and 
we all know at this point where they are now this week, which is dealing with this controversy. Um, but I just have to say first, I looked it up. Gwyneth is worth $200 million. She's been a millionaire since she was 26 years old. And Goop as a business is worth $250 million. Um, and so that is where we lead us to today's today's scandal. For whatever reason, this recent Dear Media interview that she did was like the straw that broke the camel's back. Because she's been pushing this crazy regimen and her diet for forever. But this struck a nerve with some people for some reason. And her <laughs> hooked up to an IV saying that she eats, you know, a little bit of broth and a couple veggies, basically shtetl food, (laughs) and then saying that, like, you know, this is what she needs to do for her health, created an outrage. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then she did her little follow-up video where she was like, um, gosh, everyone's acting like I was giving medical advice, but like, I'm not, I'm just sharing what worked for me. And you guys, I had a lot of inflammation. <laughs> oh yeah. She's like, this was a conversation between me and my doctor and she had long COVID, which has led her to have a lot of inflammation. And like, in what world is anyone saying, if you have long COVID, you need to starve yourself. Yeah, I know. And like, it's disingenuous of her to be like, well, I wasn't giving advice. It's like, yeah, but your whole brand is giving people advice. Your whole lifestyle brand is an aspirational be like me brand. So when you talk about like, well, uh, well, I starve myself every day. Like that's just what works for me is having a cup of broth, coffee and vegetables. Like um, my doctor okayed it, you know, and I do an hour of extreme Pilates with like one of the most disordered eating women in the world, Tracy Anderson, every day. It's like, yeah. And like, it's just like it's not like people talking about their habits is necessarily giving advice but like the context is important like we are pop culture commentators when we are talking about oh we did mushrooms one time like we're not expecting people to be writing down everything we're doing and trying to emulate us like I don't think anyone's trying to emulate you and I (laughs) like we're not creating aspirational content here like we're here for lols yeah we're here for relatability (laughs) yeah we're here to be relatable or maybe make yourself feel better like you know how you're doing okay but like but she is a health and wellness guru that's her whole thing she said that she wasn't giving wellness advice and Sometimes she gets down. She says, sometimes I eat whatever I want. I eat French fries. It was giving very Hadid sisters. <laughs> totally. She's like, sometimes I'll eat a French fry every ye- ma- week. I every eat day. <laughs> I eat pe- pizza every day. Yeah. Well, she said French fries plural, which I don't believe. Um, or <laughs> French you know. fry. You guys. I eat whatever I want. Sometimes I have French fries. <laughs> I have French fry. It's like an organic air fried one fry. No salt. And lots of turmeric for inflammation. <laughs> She's so inflamed. Like the way she was describing herself was it was like she was like a swollen red thumb. She pops up like a puffer fish if she doesn't have an IV always hanging out of her arm. <laughs> oh my She's goodness. Like, you guys would have no idea what I would look like if I did not follow this regime. <laughs> but like yeah the Hadid sisters are always like god bless them and I think every interview they bring up pizza it's like either they're being paid by big pizza or they doth protest too much (laughs) yeah 
Totally. I think if you're at the, even if you're just at the point where you're having to justify that you eat normal food, you probably don't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Like Gwyneth is probably one of the thinnest women, you know, like at her age, like she is so fit and so thin, like it's her whole world. Yeah. I mean, I love food. I love going to rest. I spend a very large amount of my spare time just looking up new restaurants and like adding to them to my list and plotting and thinking about like what I'm going to order on Uber Eats. But I'm not like talking about it all, all the time, you know, like, I'm like yeah. guys, you wouldn't believe this, but I love Korean fried chicken. Like I do eat it. I actually do eat it. I love that Trish Paytas video you sent me where she's like, people are always asking me, Trish, how do you maintain this figure? <laughs> 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 she was clowning on Gwyneth. <laughs> I know, yeah. It's funny. Like yeah. her diet is a joke to many people. Um Gwyneth. <laughs> oh, and <laughs> Trisha, but like Trisha's hilarious. Yeah. On the other end, I guess, but like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I will just say I made a video about Gwyneth's interview when it first came out and I think probably like 90% of the comments were about her appearance and like saying basically that she looked like shit. And that part actually did kind of irk me a bit because in that interview, like, to me, she looked like a 50-year-old woman with no makeup on. Yeah. Like, and she's like a blonde white lady and, like, we age like bananas. Yeah. Like, I I think it's cool that she doesn't have, like, a face full of Botox and fillers and that she isn't in full Kardashian glam. And, yeah, of course, with the misogynistic world we live in where you could chirp her for so many things people are like she's ugly anyway so i'm not gonna listen to anything this ugly old bitch says it's like whoa okay well Well, they're saying like oh she looks horrible like for all the health stuff she looks horrible it's like well like in the goop lab she had makeup on and she looked you know tv presentable or whatever but like that's what i'm gonna look like when i'm 50 yeah you know like i i can definitely tell who loves to tan like We've got Gwen, we've got Jen Aniston, we've got Pamela Anderson. Like, I've never worn SPF, so I know I'm going to have some sunspots and I'm not going to be anywhere near as beautiful as these, like, world-class, gorgeous no. women. So it's like, if you're calling Gwyneth ugly, you're calling everybody ugly. Yeah, well, it'll, yeah, If I mean, if you want to get Botox and fillers, like, yes, I fully support that. But I'm just saying to then say, like, this woman looks horrific and, like, shit. I'm like, well, the thing is, like, she is promoting disordered eating but also that type of attitude also promotes disordered eating being like look at her (laughs) oh yeah exactly Gwyneth is merely a product of the heinously misogynistic looks driven culture we live in like she was made she didn't create this problem (laughs) no she didn't well any closing thoughts Mm, no just that I don't want to be around these men's troubling auras. And I think they should energy their own butts. Yeah. Like, maybe we need to keep, make it like old school religious, like men on this side, like women, <laughs> <laughs> women and non-binary folks on the other side. I don't know. Totally. Yeah. After being around all the filthy auras of drunken men at the bar last night, I am just going to be kinergying myself in a sound bath of my own making today yeah absolutely um well that's it for now i guess this podcast is produced by me emily rose 
hosted by the Sonar Network and edited by Solomon Krauss and Lath. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave me a five-star review. See you next week. Au revoir, mes amours. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.